Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast. This is the football preview episode part one. We'll probably do part two down the road, but I wanted to start off with the um, most interesting storylines, I guess, that I'm I'm focused on or that I'm interested in, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So um, the uh, first storyline is uh, let's go with 4A. Uh, 4A is going to be very interesting because uh, with all these reclass and um, just after last year's weird year, you know, where lots of cancellations, it was hard to tell, you know, who was good. And, you know, there was COVID cancellations. There were people being held out. And now there's people that's returning reclass for another year. So uh, 4A is very intriguing to me, um, especially at the top. Last year, you had Franklin County um, defeating uh, Johnson Central in the semifinals. That was kind of an upset. Um, And then going on to lose to Boyle County in a heartbreaker on a last play in the state championship. And uh, I think that this year, it's going to be very interesting between all of these powerhouses like Johnson Central, Boyle County, um, Franklin County, Corbin and Central are a few that that come to mind with Franklin County and Louisville Central being in the same division. Um, you know, last year with Trinity being so good, they were by far and away the best in the state. And then, of course, you got Mail was really good. And um, but but this year, you know, there's a chance that a four A team could be the top team in the state. You know, a team like Johnson Central, Boyle County, they could they could at the at the end of the of the whole state, you know, they could be ranked number one, um, regardless of class, because Trinity lost so much, and of course, Mail supposed to be really good, but has some injuries. So, um, so that's why I want to start with four A. It's so deep and so strong of a class. Um, the storyline. So Johnson Central, they uh, they return uh, Grant Bingham. He's a UK commit. And several other guys. I mean, their line, the Pancake Platoon, is mostly back. I think they returned four of them, um, led by Bingham. Um, they lose uh, their running back and linebacker Dylan Preston. He was really good, but they returned Mason Lawson. They returned their quarterback, Rice. Um, they return um, the LeMaster brothers and – they're very good um, on the line, running the ball, and on defense. Uh, they're the champion from two years ago, and Jim Matney is going to have them back in the mix again. Uh, at the when it's all said and done, they could be you know they could win it and be number one in the state. Who knows? Um, Boyle County uh, got a big return last uh, in the off season where. Jagger Gillis, the quarterback, is coming back for another year. So uh, they've got several pieces in place, but they're going to be led by him, and they're going to be another favorite to make the state championship game and to repeat. And uh, after coming up short two years ago and winning last year, both in incredible games. Um, so I think you got Boyle County. When it's all said and done, if things click for them, they could argue that they're the best team in the whole state if things go their way. Um, and then you've got a team like Franklin County who came up just, uh, you know, just one play short 
ball was tipped on fourth down against Boyle County. Otherwise, it would have been a, a winner for them. Uh, they were they they lose their quarterback, but I I hear that they're still going to have a good passing game, even though they lose Broyles, Nick Broyles, and Fred Ferry, the wide receiver. They return Caden Mormon. He's a great running back. They return um, several good players. Um, Zach Claudio on the outside. Um, I think they lose their big sack man, Philip Pfeffer, Pfeiffer, but still should be really good, and they maintain their coach after it seemed like he was going to go to Highlands. So um, I think that Franklin County could be in the mix to make the state championship t- game again because uh, someone said that, um, I was talking to some of the coaches around the state at the 7-on-7, seven seven, and they said that, they think that they have a good quarterback waiting in the wings. I think it might be Broyles' brother. Um, high expectations for Franklin County. Um, but Central, who uh, Louisville Central, could come out of that district just as easily and make a state championship game. That's a power program. Um, they had a lot of COVID cancellations last year. They played Franklin County down to the wire in the regular season, but kind of just ran into a really hot Franklin County team in the state champion or in the in the playoffs. But uh, Central returns almost everyone off of their team. I think they only lost. It might be as little as one or two key players. Um, So I expect that Central could make a deep run, um, and they could make the state championship game in um, 4A. So uh, Vernon Duncan, the quarterback, is returning, and then Malachi Williams, he does it all for him. He plays out the backfield. Uh, he's returning. I mean, uh, he's there also their leading tackler on defense. Um, Jalen Thomas had four interceptions last year for him. I think he's returning. and I, I just expect big things out of Central. I mean, they're, they're like a top, maybe even a top 10 team in the state coming in. Top 10, top 15 in the whole state regardless of class. And then um, the other team I wanted to highlight was Corbin. Uh, Corbin last year played at Johnson Central down to the wire. I was talking to some people familiar with that game and um, said it was a very physical game. They lost 28-14 in the third round of the playoffs, but they kind of you know went toe-to-toe with Johnson Central, and uh, Johnson Central – uh, was kind of banged up, and Franklin County got on in the next round 21 nothing. And who knows, having to go through that gauntlet of Corbin in the first game uh, before that could have hurt Johnson Central. Corbin, uh, Travion Longmire, and Dakota Patterson are key players for them, but they return almost all of their their pass catchers. They cost, uh, caught a lot of passes last year. Uh, Travion Longmire is a U.K. commit. D- Dakota Patterson is a U.K. target. Um Seth Mills, I believe, returns. Brody Wells. Um, their quarterback, Cameron Combs, I believe, is good. I think they've got several good um, quarterbacks, uh, not just one. I think they've got depth there at the quarterback position. Um, so let me pull up their roster here because I'm not sure about Combs. I, I didn't see him on the roster um, well, KHSA doesn't have their rosters up updated on the website right now for all the teams. But nevertheless, uh, Corbin's going to be really good. And um, 
was talking to a coach that said um, what a lot of people give credit to Corbin for is their skill positions. That's what everyone's talking about. But they said their real key is going to be their line. They returned so many key players, and then they've also picked up some new players. So expect the Corbin line to be really good. So um, you got five teams there that could all be top ten in the state regardless of class if things go their way. So the RPI is going to be very important. You know, who's going to be able to avoid that, um, you know, a really hard path? And uh, even though every path, it seems like, is going to be fairly difficult. So I think that 4A is uh, very interesting. And the uh, Cat's Paws magazine says that Cameron Combs is only a junior. They're quarterback for Corbin. So expect lots of, uh, lots of good offense from Corbin. So, you know, who who do you like there? I mean, you got I mean, I, I guess I'll probably go with Johnson Central, but just so many options there. Wouldn't be surprised if any five of the, any of those five make a run. Uh for the next storyline, let's go to 5A. 5A again very intriguing. Uh, last year, Bowling Green rolled. I mean, they knocked off Cuffcath 20 to nothing. I think it was 20 to nothing. Easy win there, semifinals. And I was there at the state finals, and Owensboro just didn't have a chance. I think it was 17-7. Owensboro scored late, and they they made Owensboro, their uh, talented offense, not look very good, even though they had Gavin Wimsett. So Bowling Green lost a lot. Um, they uh, lost some guys to transfer down to Tennessee. They didn't didn't return a lot of guys. Um, for that, that fifth senior year, uh, fifth year overall. But I still expect them to be really good just because of the talent on their defense last year. Um, some of those key guys returned, most notably Jeremiah Lightfoot. Um, he's a really good player. But they may not even be the top team in their district. I think that could be South Warren. Uh, South Warren is led by Caden Veltkamp. He's, I think he's a WKU recruit at quarterback. He's really good. Uh, Christian Conyer uh, is a highly regarded player. Uh, he's young as well. Um, plays out of the wide receiver position, also plays on defense. Uh, I was there last year when they actually defeated Bowling Green in the KSR game of the week during the season, 10-7. to And... Uh, had some really good play out of uh, the linebacking court, especially Luke Burton, very good player. Uh, had a guy go to Ohio State, Jansen Dunn, but he's gone now. But he didn't play much last year due to injury, so they're used to playing without him. So I think they're going to be the favorite out of 5A. It's going to be South Warren, uh, perhaps. Uh, the other teams to look at would be uh, Owensboro. Um they did lose several key players at the skill positions, but they've got a center. I think it's a center that has an offer from UK. I think he's only a sophomore. And then most notably, Gavin Wimsett. He is one of the few players. Kentucky doesn't have very many players that are ranked in the top 100 ever in the senior class. And he is. He's a top 100 player. He's a quarterback, and he's going to Rutgers. Um, he's somebody UK really wanted. So I hear, but decided to go to Rutgers. 
uh, and uh, expect him to be a really big name. You know, it's the year of the quarterback this year, uh, especially in 5A. You know, you got guys like uh, Gavin Wimsett and uh, Caden Veltkamp. Um, so, Owensboro, they lose Austin Go. They lose, I mean, they, they take some hits, not as much as Bowling Green, but they're going to be in the mix, you know, probably not the favorite to win 5A, but they're, they're going to be a, a favorite to make a deep run. Um, and then, of course, Frederick Douglass. You know, if you don't have South Warren as the favorite, you would probably have Frederick Douglass, which, you know, Frederick Douglass, they've got, I mean, they're still going to be near the top despite losing uh, Jagger Burton, one of the top offensive linemen in the nation. He was a co-mister football winner, and he is headed to UK. They also lost to Kel Crowdis, who's going to UK. I mean, they lost so many people off a team that, you know, only made the semifinals last year. But they just return so much talent. Every year they have so much talent, so much in the skill position. Dane Key is their their star, their most highly regarded player. He's a four-star recruit, uh, somebody that UK really wants. He's a wide receiver. I was there a couple years ago where he made a highlight sports center top ten type one-hand catch. He's a legacy UK recruit. I'd like to see him end up at UK. Uh, very good player there, but so many weapons around him. Um Got guys like uh, Ty Bryant. Um, I expect, also I expect their quarterback, um, Samuel Cornette, to take a big step forward, you know. Uh, really impressive. Um, and the offseason has a really good offseason. He's really grown. I think last year was his first year there. And the first game of the week, the one I was at to watch him play was against uh, Frederick Doug or was against um, – North Harden, who had a really good team and had some good interceptions against him, but steadily improved. And I expect him to be uh, one of their weapons this year, a uh, seasoned quarterback. Um, so I expect Frederick Douglass to be really good. They're a team that kind of reminds me of Scott County basketball, a team that, you know, Scott County basketball, their last three years with Marino, their four years overall, actually. You think, how did they not win one? You know, they lost to the eventual state champion every year. They lost to Travion Hollinsworth with Dunbar. Um, They lost to Zion Harmon with Bowling Green. They just ran into C.J. Frederick with Covenant Catholic, and then they ran into David Johnson with Trinity, and that kind of reminds me of this Frederick Douglass team. You know, they three years ago they ran into Scott County, a team that they probably said that they should have won, but they, they lost that game. It was just a close – it was a bitter loss. Then they ran into Michael – uh, mayor for Covenant Catholic, and then Gavin Wimsett. So it's like it takes like a, a superb player to be able to beat them, but that's what they've been running into lately and just haven't been able to put up the points lately um, when it matters. So, you know, a team that is due, I would say I would say they're due, and I would not be surprised if they win, but they're going to have to just clean some things up. Um, that's kind of bit them in the last couple of years, most notably on offense in some of these games. Uh, the Scott County game three years ago, the Covenant Catholic two years ago, just did not have the offense clicking at the right time. And last year, too many turnovers and got down in a hole. And uh, it was actually a missed, uh, I think it was a missed uh, kick that could have won it there against Owensboro. But they, they missed that, and they had to travel to Owensboro. I'm sure they would rather be at home this year. Um, several teams that could win it there. You've got South Warren. Bowling Green, Owensboro, Frederick Douglass. Those are some teams that I've mentioned already, but it doesn't stop there. Um, some other teams of note. 
which would be a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, Covington Catholic is always good. They've lost many of their key players, especially on offense. They return a few key guys on defense. Um, but really, it would be surprising if the winner was not Frederick Douglass, um, South Warren, or perhaps Owensboro. So, um, but there is another uh, district that could could really make a run, and uh, that is the district that contains Pulaski County and Southwestern. Um, I went to that game of the week uh, last year. It was the second round of the playoffs, and it was a heavy-hitting battle won by Southwestern. And then Southwestern nearly defeated Frederick Douglass the next round. I mean, I think it came down to almost the last play. Southwestern returns um, – Talking to some coaches there, they return uh, most of their offense. They look pretty set on offense. They were really good last year on offense. Like to run the ball, ran it down Pulaski County's throat last year in that region game, um, second second round game. But the, the defense, they do lose some on, on defense, so maybe take a slight step back. But I still expect Southwestern. I mean, this is a top 15, top 20 team in the state, as is Pulaski County. There's no separating these two. Should be a great battle. I believe Pulaski County's quarterback was hurt the end of last year but he's back and then Barrick Williams is going to be a star at wide receiver he's young he's really good was impressive last year um expect uh, Drew Polson their quarterback to be really good they return eight starters on defense um just had a lot of injuries last year and uh they do lose um Cox Tristan Cox to Purdue which will be a tough loss for them but you know, I mean, they were right there with Douglas last year with South Southwestern, and Pulaski was right there with Southwestern too. If they wouldn't have had the injuries, so you know, it's kind of interesting to see which team is going to be best out of that. But you know, your Final Four could contain one of these teams. Um, it's a shame with the way the districts is set up, which I don't really like. But it's a shame that either Pulaski or Southwestern will not be in the third round, and uh, also you will not have in the third round Covenant Catholic or Highlands. You'll only have at least one of them. Uh, one or zero, and then South Warren or Bowling Green, one of them will not be in the third round either. So, a very good storyline there in uh, 5A. I want to talk a little bit about 2A uh, just because uh, I want to keep this kind of short. I want to hit the five storylines that I'm most interested in, and that is the battle between Beachwood and LCA. That is going to be an unbelievable battle. I thought it would be a little bit advantage LCA this year, even though um, Beachwood won the state championship last year. LCA had a field goal, which would have won it, but it hit the upright. And keep in mind, they play on a, the uprights are closer together because it was a college field at Kroger Field. So they're on a high school field. LCA wins uh, in overtime. Uh, LCA scores and um, could have gone for two in the win in overtime, but goes for the extra point and tie. They, I mean, they have a great kicker. Beachwood had almost blocked it earlier in the game, and they did block this one. And then Beachwood returns almost all of their skilled players, and then Cam Hergott, the Mr. Football candidate, is coming back. He's using that fifth year, and then I think he's going to EKU next year. So, so many weapons, especially on the offense. They're, that's where they made their um, they made their uh, shine last year, and, and that's where they won it last year was the offense. Um, Brady Moore, very impressive. Uh, Mitchell Berger, a couple wide receivers for Hergett. Hergett, uh, they don't run it much. Uh, he'll run it some, but he, he can just buy time in the pocket, and these guys are going to eventually get open. Uh, Luke Slusher on the offensive line. Um, and I think it's going to come down to LCA and Beachwood again. 
LCA plays one of the hardest schedules in the state, and they return almost all of their key players, including the quarterback, Drew Nevis. Um, they're led by Xavier Brown, who is a commit to um, UVA, and he's like an X-back where he can play out of the backfield or catch the ball. Uh, Marty Moore's son, former UK linebacker, great. Uh, Mason Moore is really good um, on offense and defense. He plays wide receiver and defensive back. They do lose uh, Matty Labrick. He was their top defensive player when it comes to tackles. But they just return so much. They return uh, Jeff Selby um, and uh, so many weapons there. There's another Brown on the team besides Xavier Brown, who's also really good. Um, it might be Major Brown. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. But I, I know that they've got um, several guys there. Parker Chaney, I think he was only a freshman last year, made some great defensive plays. And um, just LCA just kind of had some turnovers that came back to bite them there in that championship game. But they play a, an unbelievable schedule uh, this year. So I would say get out and watch some LCA games. And they're definitely going to be battle-tested. Uh, let me just go through their schedule here. At Madison Central, at Boyle, at Belfry, at Cal, Lexington Catholic, Pikeville, at Washington County, Somerset, Danville and at Henry Clay. And then that game with uh, Somerset last year in the district was like 42-35 as an offensive shootout. And Somerset's, you know, they lost their quarterback, Sharon, to UK, but they've got several good weapons. Uh, so it's not, it's not a guarantee that these two would make it, but that's that's who I've got circled in uh, 2A. So um, those are my three uh, three of my five storylines. My fourth storyline is, is, is Kentucky going to have a nationally ranked team uh, last year they had Trinity. Trinity was very good. They were top 15 team in the nation. It was hard to rank teams. Not every team played. Not every state played because of COVID. But Trinity could be a nationally – or last year was a nationally ranked team. Will we have one this year? Trinity loses 20 of uh, – I think 20 of 22 starters. So it could be tough for Trinity. I'm sure they're going to reload. I hear they have over 100 kids. Even in some preseason national polls, they're right there. Again, maybe because of name only. But – I would not be surprised to see Trinity win a state championship. They're kind of an unknown right now. Um, I kind of see Mail being a uh, – they returned so much. I, I see Mail being a little ahead of them in 6A. But uh, I think if there's going to be a nationally ranked team, it could be Trinity or Mail, but probably not Trinity just because they lose so much from last year. So I think it could be Mail. Uh, Mail on paper looks like a top 25 team in the country, but I did read in the Courier-Journal that they've had some injuries. Uh, one of the top defensive players in the junior class this year, Wu Spencer, uh, said in the Courage Journal that he was out for the year. And then one of their top defensive backs, it says, is out for the year. Uh, so still maybe the favorite to win state. But, you know, they go – I think it's a John Curtis Tyler or something like that. They play them down there in Louisiana. Should be a really good matchup down there. Chance to prove himself. They're led by uh, Sella Brown. He's uh, one of the top players in Kentucky uh, on the defensive line. They have one of the top defensive units in the country or in the state, one of the top defensive lines, maybe in the country if Spencer was healthy, but he's not. Um, they have Vinnie Anthony tight end and just so many weapons. I think Mel would be the storyline there. Um, if there's a nationally ranked team. So something to keep an eye on, especially between the game between Trinity and Mail. But 6A is a little more open this year than normal because Mail may have some injuries. Trinity's reloading a little bit. 
Um, I look for Sanex, uh, Manual, and Brian Station to also be right there in the mix. Um, the fifth storyline is Mr. Football. Are they going to give it to someone that uh, two years in a row, Hergott and Burton split it last year, Hergott is back this year. Uh, will voters give it to him two years in a row? It, it'd be You have to be a senior to win it, so only because of COVID could someone win it twice in a row because last year was a, the weird COVID rules. So they probably won't. You know, People probably just won't vote for that person two years in a row. And, you know, what's going to happen with career records, yardage records, and if you play five years, and how's that going to count and all that? Who knows? Um, but the Mr. Football candidates uh, at the top of the list, in my opinion, if they don't give it to Hergott, um, you know, if, if they say we're not going to give it to any sort of, we're not going to consider or give it, vote for someone like that, it would be um, uh, Grant Bingham. He's so unbelievable. <laughs> he's a good tennis player, too. I like watching him. Um, he's uh, going to UK. He's a lineman for, offensive lineman for um, Johnson Central. And just go back and watch uh, from two years ago on NFH. NFHS against Boyle County two years ago in the state championship first play offensive play of the game just goes out and trucks somebody uh, out on the side out near the sideline it was a great play there um, Dane Key already talked about him from Frederick Douglass he would be one of the other favorites and then Gavin Wimsett just an unbelievable talent there that people uh, our state usually doesn't produce quarterbacks ranked that high I mean you got people like Tim Couch right and then him, maybe a few others, but not many. So I think those those are going to be your three heading in. Who's going to be the dark horse candidates? Hergott, not really expected last year, early in the year, but well, he was just great. And my opinion, it should have been Hergott or Burton just after the people I watched in, in person, and they split it. So I think that was great. I love giving it to an offensive lineman if they deserve it, which Burton certainly did. He even had like a two-point conversion scored um, against North Harden when I was at that game. So – he could really do it all. And uh, so those are my five storylines. Um, of course, I'm going to get back on here and talk more in depth. I mean, I'm going to talk about Pikeville and Class A. I'm going to talk about Belfry and 3A and Ashland and, you know, Ashland losing so many people but still being in the mix and Russell and Mercer County. And I'm going to talk about the rest of the 6A teams like Bryan Station and all that stuff. But that's some of the – part one of the preview, the five things I'm most interested in. Let me know what you all think, and thanks for listening.